The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello. Welcome to the inaugural Transformation for Success show. I'm Dr. Barbara Young, your radio talk show host. And first, I'd like to thank the amazing Voice America team that helped me to make this new exciting journey possible. For many years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles to transform their lives. Each day, I'm driven to make a difference in the lives of others. And this is why I established the Transformation for Success show to help give people hope and encouragement and more success in their lives. Like most people, we want success and we want it now. Transformational change, however, takes work. And sometimes people want to bypass the work. But there are things that you must do to get results. And it is so empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the level you desire. And you, too, can learn transformational success more rapidly. Today, I have two exciting guests on the show who will share their amazing stories of transformational success. The show is entitled, Pursuing Your Dream. Are you looking for a change in your life, more success in your business? Are you looking for a breakthrough? Are you in pursuit of your dream, but fear holds you back? Well, you have tuned into the right show. Each week, this show will begin to empower you to make changes in your life. It's going to help you discover a future for transformational change and more success in your personal and professional life. Now, this is a show for everyone, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. Each week, I guarantee you, you'll be empowered, inspired, challenged, and energized by the empowerment commentary and the incredible stories and success principles from interviews with successful personalities from all walks of life and professions, actors, educators, singers, technology experts, finance and wealth building experts, corporate leaders, health and fitness gurus, artists, and many interesting guests from around the globe. But what did they have to do to get there to enjoy all the benefits? Well, I welcome you to call in live or Skype your comments or questions to me during the show at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Info at transformationforsuccess.com. And you can also call. The number is one 888 Three four six nine one four one. The international number is zero zero one four eight zero five five three five seven five four. Again, I invite you email your feedback to me info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now to my first guest from jazz singer 
to successful international coffee mogul, and the beat goes on. Mr. Daniel Morgan. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, Barbara. How you doing? I am <laughs> great amazing, now. I have you on the line. I appreciate that. <laughs> I am especially oh. delighted to have you on my inaugural show, Daniel. And I want to say congratulations on your marriage. You have a beautiful wife. Please expend to her my best wishes. Absolutely. She uh, she just walked out of the office just now, so I'm going to make sure I tell her. She may be listening. Make sure you let her know. <laughs> yeah, I'm locked in the vault over here on this phone, ready to ready to let it go, you know. But All I right. just want to say thank you. Thank you to your team and congratulations on your successful launch. I feel very privileged to be your first guest. Oh, thank you. We are privileged. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, after this, I'll have another chance. I don't, you know, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. You will. Oh, Daniel, I will. I will. Okay. You, then I'll you will. It. You know, you will. You have such okay, an incredible Okay, I'm going to lay it all out now, Barbara. You know, you know. <laughs> no, I tell the truth. Now, you know, I tell the truth. Uh, oh, yeah, and I'm absolutely. so excited for you, Daniel, uh, because you have an incredible story and interesting transition. So I want you to tell us a little bit about how it all started in a small town with your family and your grandmother and then where you are today and then where do you see yourself going as a young entrepreneur? So let's get started and groove. All right. All right. <laughs> so tell us about this wonderful background with the family. I mean, really, you were so richly blessed. Well, yeah, I mean, all to God be the glory. Um, oh. You know, trials and tribulations and expected situations. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now it's been good. It's been in my 30, I'm 33. Um, if everybody wow. wants to know, I'm still a young guy. Yes, uh, you and are. When I'm 53, I'll still be a young guy. So I'm just say that now. I understand um, that but, very much. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but my, you know, I've been in the uh, coffee and tea business now for about three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to that, I was in music and consulting for different record labels and different artists. Mm-hmm. I did A and R. Um, brand development and uh, artist development, um, and I did that successful um, mm-hmm. since I was probably I think I had the big part in twenty six, so I was probably like twenty one, mm-hmm. and I started that uh, prior to that. That all of that it started with five hundred dollars in Japan. Broke wow. as a joke. Um, had one week to live. 500 bucks is very expensive in Japan. Didn't realize that. And uh, wow. went, I, I went back yeah, and uh, did music, wound up in a bar somewhere. And, you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, the people you would meet, I met one of the uh, main entertainers. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he says, well, what are you doing here? I said, well, I came to sing, and uh, I want to sing. And I was I was having my last little drink because I was you know I just felt like that's the end I'm gonna go home mm-hmm. with my tail between my legs, and mm-hmm. he said, "Well, do you 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 can sing, yeah?" And I said, "I started singing," and he took out a, a little pad and he put all like twenty five different agents that I could pick up the phone and call. The guy wow. had already locked my stuff. Yeah, he had already locked my stuff in the. Uh, room downstairs because uh, I stayed at a weekly mansion. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I got the information. I started to call over that weekend and um, kind of stayed out a little while, you know, because I didn't have a place. 
And that Sunday, because it was Friday, I had an event that Monday, I mean that mm-hmm. Saturday, and made $500. Wow. And so Big I was time. able to go back <laughs> in and say, hey, here's money for the next week, because I still, I owed him like 100 bucks, And mm-hmm. so it's $400 a week. And so I, uh, I was able to stay the next, you know, the next couple of weeks, and I put my business plan together and I put, you know, the songs that I needed together and found ways to get karaoke tracks and before you knew it, I was making a thousand bucks a week. And then three thousand and then five thousand and then ten thousand. And ten thousand uh, a week funny part Daniel? was Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> wow. it's crazy. Like I have to be next to Earth Wind and Fire as one of the Guinness World Book of Records of singing in September. I swear oh, to God wow. or in one day. <laughs> and so but, but, it was just oh, really wow. great. You know, but my mission wasn't just to sing for weddings or small little, small, mm-hmm. not little, but small events. It was to get a record deal. And so I lived across the street where I was living in Hidero. It was just across the street with Sony Music. And I said, one of these days I'm going to walk in that building and I'm going to I'm going to go get a deal. Well, that next morning I said, well, what is one day? One day could have been yesterday. What are you doing? And I hit myself in the head. So I literally just walked across the street. And uh, mm-hmm. I talked to the parking attendant. I told him, you know, I got a meeting upstairs. You know, I'm trying to get in, you know, get access to somebody's office, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did. Uh, but it was a holiday. It was a Japan holiday. I swear to God, Japanese people have so many holidays. They got Grandmama Day, Lover's Day, Tea Day, all kind of holidays. I don't even know how they work. I wish we had those here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's like I got eight floors. So I just start going to the first. I said, man, nobody... Nobody said, okay, let me go to the next floor. What's what? I went to the next floor, next floor, next floor. Finally got up to the fourth floor, and there were two guys standing outside. I didn't know who they were. They could have been janitors. But I said, you guys need to sign me because I'm the next super-duper artist to Japan from America. And they looked at me, and they went, what? And I started singing. I said, I ain't, they ain't going to put me out of here. I'm going to sing. Somebody's going to hear me. And it's funny because I remember the guy's name. His name was Masuo Washida. And he was the domestic A&R, and he was talking to the international A&R, and they were doing something. I don't know what they were doing, but they said, you know, you should come to dinner. And so they took me to dinner, and we talked, and they gave me a one-record deal. That was it. Okay. One record means one song, not a, like a record of 10 or 12. One song. And they said that I had to write records. Uh-huh. And I said, that's fine. I don't care. They said, do you write? I said, yep. So I wrote records and I did one song. Now that song plays every year for Christmas. Jesus, the worst song I've ever heard in my life. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like Merry Christmas, you know what I mean? Or Happy Holiday or, yeah. you know, uh, what's the one that, I know Mariah Carey's tired of hearing that one. What is it? All I Want for Christmas is You? They play that every year? I know she yeah. probably turns her radio yeah. off. I know how she feels. Yeah, but uh, God bless and, yeah, I was successful there for about 10 years. And now I've been uh, back here for five years. Tell me this. Uh, yeah. This thing about you, bio, with generations in a small roof. And the thing about it that you haven't shared is you started playing the piano when you were five. So tell us yeah, a little bit. Right. I mean, you're, and, and writing and singing at the age of seven. And then here you are. What, what age were you when you moved to uh, Japan and took the industry by storm? Well, I was a little bit older, but when uh, when I started with the piano and the violin, because I played violin, which I want to pick it back up, just mm-hmm. uh, I got to make time. I can't say I don't have time. I need to make the time to do it. 
But mm-hmm. I played uh, I played a little guitar. Um, I tried to find things. You know, I grew up in a two bedroom shotgun home in New Orleans with nine people in it. I had wow. my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, her sister, myself, my cousin, my brother, uh, her husband, and an uncle. It was, it was nine of us in two bedrooms. So I lived in I slept in the front room on the floor in a sleeping bag because we were Boy Scouts and we had sleeping bags. So Donna and my brother and I slept in the sleeping bags. And my mother slept on the day bed because in the day, you know, it's got to be a couch. At night, it was, uh, you know, it was a bed to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my well, grandmother tell- and my great-grandmother slept in the same room. They had two twin beds, you know, all across from each other. And uh, my aunt and her husband and my cousin all slept in another bedroom. And, uh, you know, every now and then somebody would sleep on the floor. And so well, that was really tough. That was something. There was a lot of tension in the house, you know, a lot of positivity, but also a lot of negativity. Nobody's mm-hmm. got their own space, you know. And you have to be extra clean when you're in a two-bedroom with a living room. You know, mm-hmm. you got you to pick up your clothes, you got to pick up your shoes, you got to pick up your toys, you got to pick, you know, you got to pick up everything. So, it's so really you became very, very disciplined, I take it. You know, and I come from a family, you know, they tell you, go get the switch, go get Mr. Buzz, go get the cat nine tail. Oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 oh, wow. I never heard that after I left. And, well, tell uh, me it was, this, You know, it Morgan. was just really uh, tough. You know, I tell you. And then my school district was up, up, uptown. I live downtown. So I got to catch a bus at 6 o'clock in the morning to get to my school at 8.30, you know, and be ready to to, to do it, you know, to, to, to make the, take the challenge. Uh, dealing, you know, dealing with other kids from uptown because I was from downtown, so they want to fight mm-hmm. and they want to talk crazy, you know, like, whatever. So anyway, it, I just went through that whole stress. Um, and I had to find, you know, a center. And so I used to go in a choir room and play piano. And uh, actually, the counselor said, Danny, you should really take it up. You really, it really sounds good. She said, you sound pretty professional. I don't know what I was doing. I, was just, I just got a good ear, you know, because I sang, and I knew what I wanted to hear, and I would just do it. And then violin, uh, which I love wholeheartedly. Uh, Michael Ward is a friend of mine. He's out of New Orleans. He might, somebody may look him up. Mm-hmm. Michael Ward is a, one of the greatest African-American violinists to date in New Orleans right now. He actually gave, he had a blue violin. I just found out a few days ago because I called out to New Orleans. He actually gave his blue violin to Louis Farrakhan as a gift. Oh, wow. He played, his, wow. he played his violin and he said, Mr. Farrakhan, I can't take, I can't take it. I can't take it back. He says, there's no well, way. Morgan, played that. I have he to stop you so a minute. I have to stop you a violin. minute. Morgan, yeah. I want to, I want to just bookmark this because this is great information to know all of your background, the things that you've done. Um, singing and your performances and you took Japan by storm but how in the world the transition that you made from being an artist to now a coffee mogul so how did you make that transition I know the audience is waiting to hear that one to where you are today and where do you see yourself going as this young entrepreneur so how did you make that switch now I know your grandmother gave you the first sip of coffee (laughs) in your milk (laughs) <laughs> she really did. She really did. And so how did you make that transition to start the Morgan Bailey Premium Coffee and Tea Company? So, you know, it's funny. It's funny that, you know, where I am, but it, it, I look at it as the same sense. Coffee and music, I look at it as mm-hmm. the same sense because the priority of both of those pieces is giving. 
to give a great cup of coffee to someone to soothe their soul, to give somebody mm-hmm. a great record or a great performance, to, to take them away and soothe their soul, to take them mm-hmm. out of their normal environment and bring them to a place that they can relax. And okay. it really just hit me this year, being one year in stores in January, because everybody would ask me, and say, well, why did you go to coffee from music? It's so mm-hmm. different. I said, actually, it's very, very much the same. You know, if I'm on a stage and I've got 5,000 people standing in front of me and they were all waving these lights because of the, 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 this is a big pivotal point. It was the time that I cried on stage. I've got all these people listening to my music and, and, and kind of almost hanging on every word that comes out of my mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and they've got these wands and they're, they're waving them in the air with the light going left to right and, I'm standing up there and I'm looking at all these people and they're like under my voice. It's an amazing feeling, you know, to to give something to them. You know, I don't know what I they did. They could have just gotten oh, a fight wonderful. with the wife. You know what I mean? They could have just gotten mm-hmm. an accident in the car to get here, you know. You know, somebody might be dying. You know, somebody, this may be their last chance, you know. You just never know right. what's going on in people's lives. That's and for exactly me to take right. a moment of my life and share it is very tiring, but it's very, like, rewarding. I feel great when somebody says, I loved your song, or I loved your coffee. Even if they say, I didn't like the way you sang, I say, well, how can I do it better? You tell me. Or, you know, your coffee was too strong. Well, I'm sorry, man. Let me get you another cup, you know? I don't look at um, negative as, as negative. I look at negative as positive. I look at positive as positive. The only way you can make it, and this is a piece of transformation for success, you have to... Lose, mm-hmm. because losing is learning. So who else? All right. Losing so is that a, is, is that one of the principles that you like to, winning, to share? You know, mm-hmm. you know, how do you know? How can I say? How do you know to transition when it's the next time? Or the person that's behind you? How are you going to teach them? Because you're always you're always winning. You can't you can't always win. I don't want to know people's success. I want to know their debts. I want to know the flaws. I want to know, you know, who was the biggest deal that you lost. You know. Those are the things that I want to know. So when it, if it ever happens to me, and I'm sure it will in business, I know how to handle it. I know how to maneuver. You so, know? so, so where's your coffee now? I mean, what stores are you in? Um, and then you have this Ethiopian, uh, I guess, brand or formed. Uh, most of your coffee from Ethiopia and Africa? Yeah, we started with Ethiopian coffee. And mm-hmm. now I'm expanding. I'm expanding into other uh, countries in Africa. So, like, we have now, when we started, we had four items, and they were mm-hmm. all African, Limu, I mean, Ethiopian, and Limu, Harar, Sadamo, uh, Yerikotefe. Mm-hmm. And now we have a Tanzanian, we have Kenya, we have South African, Ghanaian, Malawian. So it's mm-hmm. really uh, taking people uh, on a story through the coffee um, world. Let me ask you a question. Do you know the original birthplace of the coffee cherry? Uh, probably, I was thinking it might be Egypt. It actually, you know what's funny? It mm-hmm. actually, to be honest, it actually is both. It's Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and it was the Yemen, right? And they're so mm-hmm. close together, it's like this whole little mark. Ethiopia is noted as the birthplace of coffee in, in context. When you go mm-hmm. over, you actually experience that it was between Yemen and Ethiopia. It was like a line, like a coffee mm-hmm. line, I would say, you know? And mm-hmm. that's kind of where it all happened. And so people don't understand uh, where their bean came from. A lot of people will say, I give actually $2 coupon for that. I tell them, I'll give you 2 bucks if you can tell me <laughs> the birthplace is coffee. 
And, oh, it's Colombia. It's Brazil. I said, oh, I give you a dollar if you tell me what the best place of coffee. Then probably about the fourth time after they've thought of everything else, and they're reluctant a little bit, they say, Africa? I say, well, yeah, that's a country. I said, but give me, give me the, like, the, 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 the uh, no, it's not a, it's an Asia, Africa, North America. That's Africa's a continent. A continent. Uh-huh. But give me the country, yeah, give me the country. And so they'll say, uh, is it Ethiopia? Then I'll scream in the audience, I'll say, hey, we got a winner, we got a winner, you know, and I give them, I give them back, <laughs> I give them the actual $2. I don't give them a dollar, I give them the $2. And uh, so, some people just, they don't know. They don't know. So where do you, know, you, where do you every, see yourself going? Every coffee. It's in every coffee in the world. Ethiopian coffee, like New right. Orleans. You got Cafe du Monde everywhere, Berber Street or New Orleans Cafe or something. Anyway, where I see myself going, because you know I'll talk about that. Where I see myself going, I see myself, right now we're working with a trade in China. They want to open up uh, some cafes. I see us expanding our business right now. Uh, merger, a merger happened between Albertsons and Safeway. We're now, we are now, um, uh, what is the word, uh, skewed in to do all mm-hmm. Albertson supermarkets. So they have now probably become the largest corporation, grocery store type corporation in the world, of all mm-hmm. in the country. They'll be at about almost 5,000 stores. Kroger's is about 2,600. Safeway by itself is about 1,800. So give or take a few, you know, numbers. I'm just being, you know, mm-hmm. how can I say, uh, not point specific, but in the average area. So they are controlling now close to 5,000 stores. So now, we have the ability to expand into those stores. Mm-hmm. Um, I need I need extra investors. I need people, motivated people to work. I need motivated people, you know, to yeah. see Morgan Bailey, you know, to get organized, you know. Get organized. I like that. Socially conscious commitment to your community to pay it forward. That's the whole yes. purpose of being organized. Like okay. you, you've been organized. You drink coffee. <laughs> I've been organized. You're paying it forward. You know what I mean? We should all pay it forward. If we do, Uh, as a community, life would be a lot better for all of us. All ethnics, all races, all creed, all everything. If we can, if we pay it forward, let's keep that. um, What is it? Envy. Let's Mm -hmm. keep the envy and self righteousness. You know, let's throw it away. I have one. I have have one question for you. For the love of money, right? For the love of money is evil. Not to have it. You're supposed to freely give. And if your hand is open, then you can receive. That's the I way agree. it works. I agree. You know? But, Daniel, I have one final question before we begin to sort of wrap up. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. Um, now that we have all of these Keurigs, uh, the coffee makers, and they have these the coffee in these little cups that you can buy and you can get packages, and so we've got the Donut House, we have all these other brands... Are you moving towards uh, having your coffee product in those little containers that can be used in a Keurig uh, coffee maker? Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, I've been fighting back and forth with either getting the cups or not getting the cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Keurig, the K-Cup single-serve system, because I can't use the word Keurig, but the single pot, single-serve... Oh, well, single yeah, serve, I shouldn't have uh, used the brand, but I meant K-Cups. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They... They actually, you know, and I don't, I don't want to, I think the quality of the coffee mm-hmm. subsides because of all the transitions the coffee goes through. I know it's very convenient and easy and simple, but, you know, you're receiving a product that's in that package 
you know, for a month before it got mm-hmm. to your to your hand. My mm-hmm. coffee is um, probably three days okay. before it reaches your hand. So you get a lot of higher quality, better coffee. Okay. Uh, I am looking into purchasing a single serve system. And, you know, um, I know the investor's hands are high, but I see the potential in keeping that coffee very fresh, even moving it monthly off the shelf if it's there for a month. You know, I don't want it hanging around. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just got a different way of doing my coffee. You know what I mean? I mean, premium. I just wanted to know that so our our listeners can hear that. Yeah. I am. I'm ready to launch that product. You know, it'll probably be around April. Um, if you go into Vaughn's or Pavilions or um, Gelson's Bristol Farms, um, mm-hmm. you'll probably see it in April. We are actually Good. skewing them in, but I just want to maintain the quality. My, the quality is really, you know, big for me. That's our whole mark, you know. Guy That's walked in, he important. said, I've never drank coffee in my life. I said, well, try this. He said, wow, this is really good. I said, you've been organized. That's what I told him. He said, well, what? I want to say I this. Said, you've been I, organized. You're drinking the you right have. stuff, you know. So, Daniel, I want to say this to you again. I want to thank you for being on the show today and being on this inaugural show, especially for a young man at your age. You've accomplished much. Uh, Going from being an artist where you took Japan by storm and then made the transition and transformed your life to become this coffee mogul, I want you to share, I have just a few minutes, one or two principles quickly before we go to break that you want to share with the listeners that you feel is a success principle. Number one. Persistence. Persist. Is a persi- well, persistence. Okay, persistence. You, you keep getting knocked down, you just keep standing up. See, okay. to make a million dollars, and I've made, you know, millions. I've made seven and a half million dollars in two businesses and lost it all. But you've got to figure out your brain will expand. And this mm-hmm. is because you failed. Your brain is going to have to figure out how to make up that money plus make money to live. You, All right. You won't know that experience until you actually do it. That's why you have to lose. In order to understand that brain cell is going to, that dendrite is going to make another, that brain is going to make another dendrite on how that happens. Okay. That's why we want All to right. share. The older people want to share. Thank you. You know, and that's why we got to okay. take that knowledge and put it in the plight. Um, okay. I would the say, second uh, one, real quickly, real quick. The I would second say, one, like you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a, uh, how can I say, uh, a forward-thinking mind. You can't forward think of thinking today. Mind. People who are entrepreneurs, yeah, people who are entrepreneurs, they're in the future because I can see the building, I can see the brick. Write it down, put it on a piece of paper. You know, that way, how can I say, when you write it, it creates itself. You know, and I think the biggest thing is to have faith. You know, okay. God's already put it online as to where you're going to start and stop. All the pieces okay. between are boulders that he put that he, you have to show him that you believe to, 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 to go over that bridge. Don't start adding. Things. I have one minute. You know what I mean? We have to go. I'm sorry. All right. We have to take well, no, a break. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm, uh, you I'm, know, I'm always ready to talk. Believe me, I'm a coffee guy. That's what okay, we do. Okay, this segment <laughs> has, of the show was brought to you by Morgan Bailey Coffee. You must be Morganized. And we'll be right back. We'll take a quick commercial break. Thank you.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. to take a fresh look at your life but where do you start your world has thousands of possibilities that are waiting to be explored find out how you can discover your possibilities by tuning in to fresh start with sue williams braun midlife is a turning point in your journey it's a time to take off the blinders and find what has meaning for you our guests include experts and inspiring people who are making their middle years count and will inspire you to do the same Fresh Start airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach. This segment is being brought to you by My Nudes Company. Join us as we continue the show with our second guest, Dr. Denise Ray, noted renowned clinical responder, practitioner who helped victims of natural disasters and emergency crises to remove their emotional mask to become a trailblazing designer of shapewear for women. Greetings, Dr. Ray, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Normally, I would say aloha. However, I am still in L.A. and recovering from a cold from four degrees in New York last week. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I feel so sorry for you. We were out here sunbathing. I was in the pool. I know. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I get that sorry all the time when I'm home in Hawaii, though. Yes. Sorry about that. But we are so delighted to have you on the show. Uh, my gosh, I read your background, and of course the viewers have had a chance to see it, uh, your background, and it's absolutely amazing. So I want to know, first of all, how did you transform from being this practitioner to a trailblazer designer of shapewear for women? So tell us a little bit about your background. 
will have to be very brief because I want to get as much information out of you as I can. <laughs> I got you. I got okay. you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So I, it actually started, um, I was a uh, responder and a clinical psychologist under the Clinton administration for, doc, for the Surgeon General of the United States, Dr. David Satcher. And when our okay. eight years appointment was up, we all decided to what we were going to do um, in our lives. I decided to mm-hmm. go into private practice and that private practice took me to every national disaster uh, on U.S. soil. Uh, my wow. last case, in um, including 9-11 and Katrina and uh, Columbine, so all of those were my trauma cases. At any rate, my last case in Hawaii was when a young man dropped a kid over the overpass. And um, my heart just went in a different direction. I was not able to use my own skills to block the emotional hurt that came from that um, that incident. And so I decided to retire from practicing um, mm-hmm. on that case. Uh, mm-hmm. And as a, uh, a responder at 9-11, I was out there with nothing to protect myself from the elements. And this is actually where the first design came from. I thought that there was an untapped market, women. And so we weren't going to go into Home Depot and buy those white um, face masks. So I actually designed a washable, reusable face mask, and it's been on the market since 2008. And so here starts the journey as I become a designer and a diva of fashion, right? Wow. Which, yeah, exactly. So that is, is down in vending machines and airports. And so it is pretty much a Asian uh, market that's um, capitalizing on it because they do understand protecting um, you most specifically from their mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ba- their bacteria and their germs. So at any rate, I fast forward to start to do some rough draft sketches. And all of my fit models seem to have a problem with some degree of lady stuff, little cellulite here, little lump there, little lump here. And so I decided that there was a shapewear line that needed to come to the market most specifically um, for women of color. And there became the long and the birth of my nudes. My nudes comes in sassy cinnamon, uh, brazen bronze and chocolate and ultimately uh, mahogany. So there was never a product on the market that was designed specifically for women of color considering um, our hips, considering our skin tones, which has a variety uh, of hues across the spectrum of color. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the the idea got launched okay well well tell me uh, a little bit about some of the challenges you faced because here you are you know you've been had a very impressive background but what were some of the challenges that you faced and you had to overcome because when we talk about transformation for success and going through uh, as my earlier guest talked about, there are trials, there are tribulations, and there are so many challenges we face. So tell us, what kind of challenges did you face as a young woman, and then how did you keep going, and what are some of the success tips you might offer uh, the listeners today? Well, I, I don't think many of my uh, challenges were in 
my youth. I happened mm-hmm. to uh, graduate top of my class. I happened to get a very uh, comfortable and very successful assignment with the Surgeon General. So moving forward um, into the market that's very crowded of fashion is where most of the challenges began. I, 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 I launched my own uh, manufacturing company in Hawaii, 7,500 square feet, being the only brown face uh, female, especially with a manufacturing company in the United States at the time. And so those challenges became um, dealing with a a particularly man, um, male dominated industry. Uh, My Mm -hmm. tagline was Lady Ease putting the woe, W-O, in manufacturing. And so I I experienced many challenges as a woman and most specifically as a woman of color, uh, Uh especially the manufacturing end. Um, the additional challenges would come with um, a lack of finances, having um, having resources accessible to you. But and it, even with all of those stumbles and the mm-hmm. road t- towards success, um, I remain very much focused and very much steadfast. In my mission, and my mm-hmm. so my vision um, does is not deterred by the obstacles that are in the pathway. They are only it's only enhanced by those obstacles simply because without them, I don't get to the finish line. Well, you know, one of the things that you're pointing out uh, for many uh, many of us and many listeners uh, out there is that number one, what I hear you saying is you have to have a vision. You have to have a vision first. So when you say my vision uh, and then focus, which kept you uh, steadfast, and I heard you use that word, uh, and on the mark, even though you had challenges um, being a woman of color. So I'm, I'm picking up those two things. The third thing you mentioned was lack of financial resources. How did you overcome that barrier? Well, one of the ways that I, uh, I don't think that I ever overcame it, but I was able to meet it mm-hmm. by cashing in my investments from my, my previous work, cashing mm-hmm. in my uh, retirement from my previous work. And then again, mm-hmm. being mindful that um, nothing it comes to you without some sacrifice. And so uh, now uh, I am... I am on the journey right this moment, especially as I speak with you and very grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and your audience of of actually making this product a worldwide known product. And so we have to do things a little bit differently than we did in the past. This time we're taking our time crisscrossing the United States, um, acknowledging the fact that this product needs to be in department stores and that mm-hmm. vendors need we need to pick it up in uh, boutiques and that we need to talk about it on the on the radio and through programs such as yours that's reaching out to the people as opposed to staying very much in a a very closed climate, which is Hawaii, and not being able to reach out to the world for um, for uh, assistance and for people to purchase the product. Now, you know, uh, this is interesting because one of the questions I always get, um, how can I attract the success I want? Well, how would you answer that, Dr. Ray? How can I attract the success I want? I stay in a very meditative state. 
Again, the focus is not just looking at the dollars at the end of this journey. The focus is looking at um, the ability to help, of, of course, first of all, um, the climate of women of color to have a product that is not hot, a product that keeps their body not compressed, but um, a, a comfortable shaping. So it's a, it's a product of use for them. So you keep mm-hmm. your eye very much on the mark of why you did, why you designed or why you invented whatever that is that you're you're presenting to the world the idea mm-hmm. is not for you to just become wealthy as a result of the invention it is to serve and service the people um, and so that they can be the beneficiaries of the gift as well. And so in staying in a meditative state allows mm-hmm. me to re- be mindful of why I did this in the first place. That, oh, that's very good. I'm glad that you have that, that heart for helping the people and then more importantly, staying in a meditative state. But tell me, uh, Dr. Ray, how do you see shapewear helping women today when we have so much pressure, eat right, diet, you know, and be healthy and keep your body slim and trim. So, so how do you see the shape we're helping? I mean, it's like we get conflicting messages and all the media and what we see, the hype, the women are thin, you know, so we get this thin as in. So, and yet you just mentioned women have a little budge here, a little nudge here. So mm-hmm. how, you see the shape we're helping us to conform? Is that... I- no, I see the shape where, and again, because of the design of it, it is not a compression um, garment. I see the shape where mm-hmm. just allowing you to be comfortable in who you are with a little smoothing mm-hmm. out of the rough edges. And so it's okay. not designed to. <laughs> I like the way you say that, smoothing out of the rough edges. Now, look, you didn't send me a, a, a sample so I could try it on. I, I will. And as soon as you know, I'll, you'll get Crystal to send me the information. I'm still in LA. I'd like to get that to you before I leave. But, I, I want to um, smooth out a little edges. Just to smooth out a little edges, okay? So we're not trying to tell you how to eat. We're not trying to tell you any of those things. That's not our role. Our role here is, again, from a self-esteem standpoint, is to mm-hmm. just help smooth out the rough edges. And with the so many conflicting messages out there, listen, on the East Coast, they haven't got that memo. They are still eating lots of macaroni, cheese, bread. They're still eating the carb, very carb-laden laden diets, and they mm-hmm. need some little help with a little smoothing out those rough edges. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, tell me, um, you're, I guess you're, you're seeking people to, to of course, um, to buy this and to put it in stores and and market this but uh how is it do you get the question how is this different from other shapewear that's out there well i i can't divulge the proprietary fabric that i spent um a few years developing but i can tell you this that we do not use nylon and so the product is not hot it is designed to cool when it's warm, heat when it's cool, and we are using uh, a, a lot of cotton in the seat area so that even the perspiration in that area will be mm-hmm. uh, will grab the fabric and you will uh, not have as much um, 
difficulty in that area. And we also cut the seat of it so that you don't have to dismantle yourself when you're going into the ladies room or into the restroom. Mm -hmm. And so we thought about a lot of the areas of our our competitors who may have not thought about these particular needs for women um, when they design their their brand of shapewear. Our goal is not to discount them or to um, uh, uh, discourage people from buying them. We're just saying we're giving you an option uh, to be cooler. And we also have colors for you for not only a skin tone, but it also comes mm-hmm. in pink and purple. And so we're, we're giving you some options um, on the market and people, and especially women who are shopping, love options. Now, have you um, had a test group of women of color aware of the garment and give you feedback on it? I have, and I, I have gone into uh, even into churches so that the first ladies can um, try the garments on. It, it has been on three of the uh, red carpets that have existed here in LA in the last month, and I'm mm-hmm. actually back here uh, for the Oscars because I have some people wearing it for the Oscars on the red carpet. So I I continue to again crisscross the U.S. On this mm-hmm. promotional tour, which is exhausting at its best, but as a single um, founder, I have to do what I have to do um, in order to, again, stay very much steadfast and focused on getting this product to market. Well, one of the things that uh, I do admire about you, and I think uh, it's important for many listeners, in particular women who are, are thinking about going into business or, you know, exploring opportunities, because I, I hear a lot of women uh, who have good ideas, and a lot of times they don't really come forth with these ideas. But as an entrepreneur, you built Lady Ease from the in-law suite of your home, so you actually, uh, how was that, you know, starting this business in your home? Um, with family, with other competing priorities, uh, what would you? What kind of advice would you give to women who are wanting to start out their businesses? Because you know there are a lot of people they want to start out, but they want to start out in a seventy-five hundred square foot building. Exactly. When you started out in an in-law suite, so exactly. give us a little advice and what would, words of wisdom, encouragement would you tell somebody right now who's um, thinking most, about most speci- most specifically? I would say to to start small. Um, That grandiose Mm -hmm. idea or plan that you have will certainly not be executed the way that you have envisioned it because Mm -hmm. of the many um, stumbling blocks that are in the highway and the road to success. Start very small and start with a strategic plan to roll the product out. Be very much satisfied with yourself, with your daily accomplishments, and not Mm -hmm. rely on the fact that you need to see something monumental happen overnight. It is not going to happen. The reality is, is that this takes a lot of work and most specifically, Mm -hmm. it takes discipline. You must discipline yourself to turn off that television and to put those children and that spouse to stop to the side so that you can work for a few hours uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. And so when all of those different distractions are still Mm -hmm. in your life, you might want to consider not going into business right now because Mm -hmm. it will require your Mm -hmm. utmost time and your focus in order for you to get launched. Okay, I I like that. 
Uh, I'm going to sort of repeat that because I, I like what, I was taking down notes, and Thanks. I hope some of the listeners were too, that you want to start small. Uh, you want to start with a strategic plan, and you want to be satisfied with your daily uh, occupation and what you're doing, and have discipline and wait. One of the things, waiting is so hard to do for, for many people. It's like waiting because you don't start making the millions overnight. And then, as, as Daniel talked about in his uh, interview, he made seven and a half million, but he lost it. So there's, exactly. there's you know, but he got him, got back up. Exactly. So having the discipline to wait and have something else you said, patience, and it requires time and focus. And so if you don't have the time, there's not one person that I know of who started a business that it wasn't 24-7. I mean, they put their all into it. So if it's going to be something, I remember somebody said, if you aren't really, <laughs> uh, really, ready to, to call it a business, you're not giving it your all, you have a hobby and not exactly. a business. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I remember somebody saying that to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to thank you so much for being comfortable in who you are and being able to share uh, with the listeners today of how you changed your life around and I'm sure stepped out and ventured to, do, to become a trailblazing designer, what I call of this shapewear, My mm-hmm. Nudes. I love that. My nudes. (laughs) I think that's wonderful to talk about my nudes. Now, tell us, what do you think is next for you? Well, I am actually, for those who have gone onto the website, you'll see three or four different slots there. It says coming soon, bras, panties, Mm -hmm. legwear. I am now working on the design for the uh, panties and the bra, and I'm looking at fall of this year to have those Mm -hmm. two slots filled. Probably won't get to the legwear until next year, but I'm going to stay very much um, in this direction now that I've had here. Uh, There Mm -hmm. are lots and lots of women, most specifically of of color, who are uncomfortable with their bras, and so they... It's time for women to design items for women. I I did some research, and the original bras and girdles, they were made by men, and they were also very daggone um, painful. And so uh, (laughs) I'm going... (laughs) I'm going to take... I can assure you, I used to wear them years ago. Exactly. So I'm going to take the female approach to this and really Mm -hmm. um, do what my tagline says, which is to put the woe in manufacturing. And so I am going to become that manufacturer of uh, women's software. And but I most specifically will add to that 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 I am a woman of color. That's great. Um, I want to ask you this, too, Dr. Ray. You see yourself on Shark Tank? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I looked at Shark Tank, and um, even if Shark Tank doesn't take you, um, they still get a percentage of your um, product just because of the marketing that they will do um, to get you on the show. So it's a consideration. But you know what, Barb, Dr. I, I believe that uh, between all of us, we'll get that product out to the marketplace without Shark Tank. Well, I'm just intrigued because, you know, I do uh, – like Shark Tank, I like some of the things that I have oh, learned I about it. business investments. The other thing is, um, I'm going to ask real quickly, uh, do you have this product online? I do. Buy it online. 
I have it online. And uh, when I was in New York, I met with Macy's and Macy's has put us on the list of uh, definite consideration. And uh, when I left New York, I left New York with uh, about four or five boutiques also okay. with an interest. And so this this pounding of the cement uh, cross country has been beneficial to the, the product. We are still in the introduction stage of the product. So again, when I say, when I suggested that um, other people be patient, I am patient also. First people have to meet and then we have to establish a relationship and then we go to purchasing. Yes. Well, I want to thank you. I have to cut you off now, but I just want to thank you for being on the show today. And I know that listeners have benefited from your amazing, incredible story and the transition you made to transform your life to become this wonderful trailblazer and designer of women's shapewear. So thank you, Dr. Ray. If there's anything else I can do for you, I'll be happy to do for you. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. So today we have enjoyed hearing from Daniel Morgan and Dr. Denise Ray. I want to thank both of them for being on the show and sharing their amazing stories today with the audience. And I wish you continued success on your journeys. Buy coffee, become organized, and buy shapewear, my nudes. So, I close with this. There are many challenges that we all face in today's world, some good, some bad, some ugly. And there are many who are disappointed, disillusioned, and locked into a standstill mode, afraid to pursue their dreams. But it's empowering and inspirational to hear stories of those who have met many of these challenges and overcome them with success. Life is a journey of carving away at worry, doubt, fear, and all of the other negative emotions that hold you back from pursuing your dream. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you are not. But once you recognize and connect with that great potential that the Creator has placed within you, there's no stopping that energizing power in you to take a leap of faith as Daniel and Dr. Ray and pursue your dream. I challenge you this week, take time to understand and think about why you are here and what you are here to do. Because when you do, you will pursue it with passion and enthusiasm. Without a purpose in life, it's easy to drift and wander and accomplish little. And you wake up one day at 40 or 50 and you know, what have I done with my life? Know that everything in life has a purpose. Slow down and pay attention to your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. What is your issue? What's not working for you? What is working for you? Well, keep doing what is working for you. Listen next week as I have a dynamic guest with an incredible story. You will not want to meet her. You will not want to miss her, I should say. This is your success coach, Dr. Barbara Young, signing off for now until next Tuesday. I leave you with this. Be inspired. Be encouraged. Be forever transformed. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.